You're listening to the Give Me Five podcast special episode on The Mandalorian, episode Your four. Mandatory Mandalorian. Yes, I like that. So, guys, we're not going to do the big spoiler thing, because if you're listening to this, you have already watched it. And if you haven't already watched it, you're idiots, and don't send us your hate mail. Yes. But if you do send us hate mail, address it to Greg. Yeah, that's the the usual. Uh, so this episode, this is the fourth episode. This was, um, mm-hmm. it kind of, con- it continued the story, but it was sort of a standalone episode, I thought. Yeah. Absolutely. And we get introduced to another character who I believe is going to have a recurring role. And that's Gina Carano playing a former shock trooper, I believe. I think he says she was a shock trooper at one point. She plays a former shock trooper. And she's pretty much a badass. Yeah, she was a a rebel fighter. Mm -hmm. And she basically was like, you know, after the war ended, they wanted me to do... I think she says what she, they wanted her to do. And she's like, that's not really what I signed up for. Uh, her character's name is Kara Dune. There you go. And I don't know if she's shown up in anything else, like at least her name or anything. But um, this episode reminded me of a lot of the old, uh, anything Vietnam or war movies that I've seen. Like a, a Yeah, short. I, can, I can definitely see that. Because you know, it starts off with a, a farming village getting overrun in this case by like space pirates. They are Clatoonians. You said, I, I believe that's what they're called. Yeah. Clatoonian yeah. and they're so raiders. They're, so they're, yeah, they're invaders. They're, you've seen, we have seen them in the past. They were on uh Java sail barge. I believe mm-hmm. they were uh, either the guy that was on the other, the little mini sail barge that Luke jumped over to, or possibly the one, one of the ones with the cannons mm-hmm. on the top. So dog face dudes. So basically yeah. Cleveland Browns fans. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so they overrun the village. The pe- people hide, and you know, it looks like a, it looks like a Vietnam village. There's a lot of farming. These like little what is it, smelt or something? These little blue floppy fish things. Mm-hmm. They all hide from the dudes, and you know, lots of explosions and blasts and all that. And then we basically end up with the Mandalorian coming to this planet as base as kind of a refuge because he's like well. Looking for no a place to hide. Yeah, no one's going to find me here because it's there's not a lot of communication off-world. Right. It doesn't have a very big population density. And he's like, all right, well, let's try this. So he lands, and he, he finds one of, the, one of the outposts or whatever, and he goes into the bar and runs into Cara Dunes, who yeah. is apparently doing the same thing and hiding, and she recognizes that he's a bounty hunter, and she thinks he's after, he's after her. Mm-hmm. They have a nice little fight outside. It's, you know, one of those, like, two good guys with ulterior motives or past run into each other. They have to fight for a little bit, and then they realize, oh, we're kind of on the same side. And, oh, my God, the way this fight ends is ridiculous. I I am on Baby Yoda cuteness overload because this, (laughs) I swear to God. They're they're fighting and fighting and struggling and finally they come they come to like a stalemate and they're like laying on the ground up one of them's upside down and their their guns are like held sideways to each other's face right and and there's this noise and they both kind of turn their heads 
And Baby Yoda is standing there just sipping soup, watching him fight. He's like... (laughs) And I'm like, oh my god, he's so cute, I can't take it. I I do believe they released a soon-to-be-released plush Baby Yoda. But he's got a he's got like a vinyl head, so I'm not sure that's not as squishy as I want it to be. I want I want to cuddle with a Yoda. I do. Well, I think it worked in in the uh, the ET plushie, so uh, I'll True. I'll wait until True. I see it. Yeah, there's two different if, if it's too hard, not so much, but maybe a slightly squishy vinyl mm-hmm. I'm okay with, but it looks okay. It, um. <laughs> So yeah, they do this this whole thing, and then you so you pretty much know what's going to happen. There's you know this is nothing is breaking entirely new ground here. You know that eventually the Mandalorian is going to find out that about this village, and sure enough, you do because there's a couple of the village uh, teenagers that come out and are like, "Can you help us?" They're coming looking for a soldier or something to help defend their village. Yeah, and when he finds out that they're a remote farm village, he's like, "How remote?" Let's go. Show me your place. So they go out there. And again, we get more Yoda cuteness. I'm like, oh my God, yeah. what is going on? Now, one of the things that happens, and this is uh, was not as big a surprise as it should have been because of Lego. Mm-hmm. There is an ATST as part of this big attack. The monster in the woods, this red glowing thing. And it is an ATST, the two-legged walker, the chicken walker. Mm-hmm. from uh from Jedi and it could pretty much tear up anything cuz there's no one that has any weapons that can take it down right and this wasn't a surprise because they actually sold well they sold they sell a Lego version of it they also sell a toy version of it like the regular old Star Wars toys of it and you had sent a picture of it to me mm-hmm. and it's pretty cool because it looks as if it was recommissioned so there's it's got different colored parts and it's right, got right. like different color panels and it's got like a face painted on her, like an angry looking thing painted on it and its eyes glow red or at least the lights from inside the cockpit glow red. So it's really cool. Um, I do own the Lego version of it. I've not yet built it. Nice. I'm waiting for when there is a Lego Yoda, little like toy baby Yoda. Oh my God. All on, all over that. That thing will be sold out so fast. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Now, good. I was going to say, they, they find out about the ATST when they do some reconnaissance on the, uh, on the Clatoonian Raiders location. And, oh, no, no, no. They, because they see the footprints and they're like, oh, yeah. they've got an ATST. That's right. And so they're playing. And I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't know that that works. Their plan was to create a, like a, a pitfall. For the ATST to drop in and then basically be broken or nullified or whatever. But I thought the point of a pitfall was to disguise it. All they did was dig a ditch and fill it with water. That doesn't really hide the pitfall. I mean, why would the ATST step in it? That's what I didn't understand. And and sure enough, eventually the AT the ATST steps in the hole or steps in the pond and falls over. And I'm like, well, that's just dumb. Why would it do that? I don't. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's a couple of things here. So it's like a, a, it's not a rice paddy, but it's like a space rice paddy, right? So everything's mm-hmm. covered in water. Now, I don't remember if they showed the ATST walking through it safely before. Well, but regardless, the, <clears throat> the, the ground isn't level. So you can see that there's a drop. Yeah. And it's, it's like, it's like 
you know, if, if the ground were disguised, then okay, I could I could see that. But what I'm saying is, is like you can see the lip of the hole because mm-hmm. the water isn't flush with the top, so you can see the lip of the hole. And I'm like, why, yeah. why would it step in that? I don't understand. Yeah, I didn't know if they were like, if it was able to walk through the water in the first place. That they were just like, well, we're just we're just gonna have a deeper area of water underneath it, but. Either way, it was I thought it was an interesting sequence because of the way they did solve the problem of them obviously seeing that there was a hole there and stopping at the edge mm-hmm. of the, the water. Right. And uh, basically, Gina Carano runs out after they're basically they're everyone's behind barricades and stuff. They they do the montage where they teach all of these farmers how to defend themselves, basics, give them weapons, so on and so forth. And uh, one, one of them's of them. really good shot too. Yeah, they would ever shot before. Yeah, and they they shooting up against like pans and stuff. So that part's fine. And then of course the thing gets to the the edge of the water and stops. So uh, Gina Carano's character runs out and basically is kind of hides below the eye line of the the ATST and is shooting up at it. And it steps forward to try to get a better shot, basically. And yeah, that's when it falls. She's- She's in one of the rice paddies standing there, hiding behind the the ridge that's sticking up out of the water. Mm -hmm. So definitely it steps forward and falls into it, and that disables the ATST and then allows them to basically... Blow it up. Yeah. They drop a grenade in the control control booth. Yep. So the Clatoonians have lost their big weapon. They, of course, flee. And... I always like when you watch these things and they run away. I'm, I'm always like, they're going to come back later. Why don't you just finish them off now? Yeah. Like, I don't know. This happens, every, you know, in all the the various barbarian movies and other t- such movies like that. I'm like, once the Mandalorian's gone, they're going to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just come back later, you know, and be pissed. But either way, that's that is how the episode kind of culminates. And it, and it kills me that he's considering leaving Baby Yoda there. Yes, because he's he talks, not a good father. No, he talks to the lady about leaving Baby Yoda there, even though he knows that the village is probably going to be retaliated against at some mm-hmm. point. And and only when they find out that that I guess they're still tracking Baby Yoda. Shocker! To, I yeah, mean, it's not like to, it's not like they dealt with that situation at all. Yeah, someone's about to snipe Baby Yoda, and Gina and, Carano saves his ass. Yeah, Gina Carano, they do the thing. Second time they've done this where they do the blast sound and you're like, oh my God. And then, you really, and then the guy slumps to the ground. He's not a really good father. I mean, watching this, he leaves Baby Yoda behind when he goes to chase after the Sandcrawler. Mm-hmm. He basically lets, when he's going to fight someone, he pay, basically pays a waitress at a cantina on some to keep an eye on it. to keep an eye on this thing, knowing full well how important it is to someone. And knowing some of the other things that we know about the the force sensitivity and all that, so not exactly the smartest of Mandalorians when it comes to no. to childcare. But he uh, did oh, remove his helmet in this episode. Did he? I don't actually remember that. When did he do that? He he did it to to eat. I guess she left something there, and he was looking out the window at the kids playing and Baby Yoda playing with the kids. Oh yeah, oh, and he took his, okay. yes, 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 yes. He okay, took his good. helmet off and set it on the on the windowsill. Yeah, they're allowed they to set it, take their helmet off if no one if they're alone. Right, that's what it is. They're just no one can see them do it. 
Correct. That's because people were like, well, how does, how does he eat? So we did ask that last class or last class. I don't know. I'm a teacher. That's what happened. Yep. Uh, we did ask that last episode and that is how they eat. So it's not slightly less stinky helmet. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The stinky helmet. That is a bar I would never go to. Never go to the stinky helmet. I might. <laughs> yeah. I might. You probably have good stew. So, so some of the other things that people really want to know about is how cute is baby Yoda? <laughs> he had some really great scenes in this movie, in this episode. He, I mean, the, the, I almost, I, I lost it when he, when he was sitting there watching him fight, sipping the soup. I was like, Oh my God. So cute. I can't take it. And then when they get to the village and he's playing with the kids, you, you know, they see, you see him kind of waddling around and then he's like hopping and playing with the kids. And at one point he takes it, he takes another frog and sticks the frog in his mouth. Like he's going to eat it. And all the kids are like, "Ew!" and he stops what he's doing and he looks at him and then just kind of slightly opens his mouth and the frog just kind of slides out. Yeah. It's the ground. I was like, Oh yeah. my God. It's so cute. I can't think. So I guess in order of the four episodes so far, what have you, what would you like? They're all been good. What order would you put them in? Like as to favorite to least favorite. My favorite one is probably, I would have to say probably the initial one, the, the rescue of baby Yoda. Okay. Or the, the capture of baby Yoda. So that's probably going to be my favorite one so far. The, the Mudhorn one, eh, I liked last week's episode. Not, no, not, not last week. Episode three. three, Yeah. The, the, that, that's probably number two. This one is probably number three. This one could be higher if it weren't for a couple of, a couple of the, the questions that I had, but the other ones were so, were well written enough that I didn't stop to think about any of it. But this Mm -hmm. one, I was just like. I don't understand why this would do that. And, and the fact that they haven't, they haven't yet addressed the issue of the tracker. And he's kind of like, Oh, I forgot about that. They can still track him. I'm like, really? That was how you friggin' found him. So where is the tracker? I don't, we, we don't know. They haven't addressed it. The next episode is going to be a, Baby Yoda proctology, proctology exam or something, something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't understand how they're how they're tracking him or how he hasn't realized that. Oh my God, they're still tracking him. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I mean, at some point they got to realize that they've got to address that, right? Yeah. This episode was uh, directed by Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, I saw that. And uh, so, yeah, I think. Episode three was actually my favorite. That was the, because you really got to see him use all of his weapons. Mm-hmm. Um, had a mm-hmm. really good Star Wars feeling alley shootout, which I liked. Um, episode one, obviously, was second for me. Uh, I, I really loved the end, loved of, the the end of episode one was such a good, such a great shock that it could theoretically push it over. But it just took me a little while to get into the world, mm-hmm. um, which is not a bad thing. It's just is what it is you know they were getting their footing too when they were filming it um and then i th- i like this i like the way this episode felt mm-hmm. like a you know it was very episodic very like a, as i said like an old vietnam movie so this would probably be my third favorite and then the mudhorn one which was good and it was fun it just you know it, yeah, they're all too. like a pluses to a's so far yeah i i would 
I would say that, yeah, the, the alleyway shootout, and that's why it's my second favorite episode. The alleyway shootout was good, but I just really, really enjoyed the raid on the compound where they rescued baby Yoda. The, the whole interaction with the IG 11 mm-hmm. and, mm. and them working together to get in and the IG 11 kind of providing some comedic relief in the middle of the battle. It was, I will self-destruct now. What are you doing? No, stop. <laughs> just them going back and forth and the, the, the fight sequences that they had and the shoot, the shootouts and everything that, that, that kind of pushed it over the top for me. And then of course the initial reveal of baby Yoda was, I was just like, Oh my God. Yeah. The, uh, the speaking of Bryce Dallas Howard, this is actually kind of funny. They, she brought her kids to the set when they were filming it. And remember baby Yoda, we've said it a million times, but mm-hmm. no one else knew about it. So she had to, uh, she had to kind of make sure that her kids didn't spoil. Oh, yeah. She had it literally every day. She had to remind them they could not talk about the baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Of course, they didn't see it yet because it was, you know, added in digitally. Oh, there's, there's a, some puppet working there. But either way, um, another good episode. And I think that pretty much uh, finalizes our uh, Mandal- mandatory Mandalorian. Yep. So, guys, you can listen to other episodes of our podcast. Just look above or below this in the feed. We're doing some fun goofy Christmas movies right now. We did some fun stuff for the summer, some fun stuff for Halloween. If you like what you're hearing, please go and review us. Tell your friends to listen to us. Uh, Send naked pictures of Rob to other people. Excellent. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. I'll be Jimmy. (laughs) Thank you.